Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins. Today is an advice from a CEO episode. And I want to talk about how to build a more inclusive team. So there's all kinds of talk about diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And I think that this is fantastic. Um, at Stone Age, we've been trying to create a team that is inclusive, it's diverse, it belongs, and certainly creating more equity, especially with our employee ownership, for decades now. And so this is something that I've studied and worked on quite a bit, long before it was the buzz word that it has been over the last several years. So I would like to talk a little bit about how to focus on inclusiveness and belonging within your team, because I think that's the foundation for everything. If people don't feel like they're included, they don't feel like they belong at, uh, in your team or at your company, then you're not going to be able to be as successful as you could be because you need people who believe in the mission, who are inspired and engaged every day to give their best. And the only way that they do that is if they know that they are valued, they know that they're included, that they're part of the team. Nobody wants to feel like an outsider. And so many people do. And I can promise you, you have people on your team who don't feel like they belong, who absolutely feel like an outsider. And as a leader, you need to figure that out so that you can create a much more inclusive, safe space for everyone on your team. So here are some of the things that we've done at Stone Age. First, we find out what inclusive means to people, right? My definition of of being included, of feeling inclusive, of feeling like I belong might be very different than yours. And it certainly is like that for everybody on your team. So as you're having one-on-ones with all of your, your direct reports or people on your team, ask that, like, what does it feel like to belong on this team? Um, you know, what would belonging look like for you? You know, if you had your dream job where everybody worked together so well, you know, how would you feel? What would that look like? That can create a really interesting dialogue so that you can create your own definition of what inclusivity and belonging means to your company, to your team. So everybody's on the same page with what that means. The second thing that I would really do is get to know people on your team and let them get to know each other. The only way that we break down misconceptions, preconceptions, stereotypes, stigmas, is to get to know each other. It's so easy to say, well, that person's this way and that's why I don't like them. That's why I can't stand them. That's why they do these things. And really, we don't actually know that. And unless we take the time to get to know people's stories, then you can easily just live behind that wall and behind the story you're telling yourself about that person. So recently we did a belonging series with Chris Shimbra, the 747 group gratitude experience. It is amazing. I'm going to put the um, the link to it in the show notes because I'm such a believer in what he's doing. He creates these experiences where you build a sense of belonging um, based on gratitude, right? And so we did these breakout sessions where we were with one or two other uh, people on our teams and our colleagues within the company. And we got to talk about things that we might not ever talk about with our colleagues. Things that we, people who we uh, are grateful for, but maybe don't express it. Like I talked about being grateful for my dad, even though I don't have much of a relationship with him. It was really meaningful. Other people talked about 
uh, very important people in their lives or people who did bad things to them who they feel grateful for because it made them stronger. Just really interesting way to connect. Then we started thinking about the people who maybe we don't like at work. And instead of approaching what is going wrong, we started looking at, well, think about all the things that are going right. Like, I really appreciate this person because of X, Y, Z. So we're really trying to flip the script around this whole idea of belonging and getting to know each other. And so as you go into these breakout sessions and you really talk about these meaningful things that affect your, your work every day because it's who you are as a person and you feel seen, it creates that sense of belonging, even when you're talking about the hard stuff, even if you have to talk about the stuff of like, man, I really struggle with you when you do these things. That can create a sense of belonging if the intent is right. If it is all about still saying, I am grateful for this connection with you and I want to get to know you so that we have a deeper understanding of each other so we can work better together. So you need to create these opportunities for your teams to get to know each other. Um, I think Chris's uh, experience is an excellent way to do it, but you can recreate it yourself. For example, we just had our teams read uh, Dare to Lead by Brene Brown and did team building around that. We built container building, which is like the safe place that you go to be able to talk about vulnerability and the things that we fear all with the purpose of connecting with each other. So you can do these things to help your team connect and build relationships. And it is so important because every person wants to be seen for who they are. They want to be heard for what they have to say. They want their ideas to be considered and respected. Even if you don't take them up on that idea, that is what inclusivity is. And you can only do that when you connect with people and you take the time to get to know them to break down those stereotypes. The next thing is you've got to practice these giving feedback sessions. Giving feedback is so hard. I know. I give feedback all the time and I am not a person who innately loves to give feedback. Um, it is very uncomfortable me and probably the rest of the world. I'm sure you probably feel the same way too. Like there are some people who have a gift of like being able to give feedback and like not stress about it, but I don't think that's the majority of us. But we all need feedback and we all have opinions about people. And the reality is, is that everybody has opinions about us. And you can have a much better sense of belonging when you can actually talk about the hard stuff. So I look at my executive team it is a high-performing team, and we give each other feedback. I just had two people on my team have um, a feedback-giving session, and one was saying, like, I don't feel like you're hearing me. And the other one is saying, like, I don't feel like you're doing something that's in alignment with our values of the, of the company. And neither one of them were seeing each other's side the right way. Uh, they were all both telling themselves the story, but you know what? They got through it because they talked about it. And their relationship is better than ever. And after I talked with both of them, I was like, thank you so much for teaching us how to have this kind of feedback because, man, we get each other so much better. And we know that we can work through these things. So if you want an inclusive team, it cannot be some that uh, you cannot just sweep issues under the rug. You have to address them. You have to talk about things. You have to create that safe space to speak up. And there is not hardly any company that does this well, mine included. It is something that we really work on 
it's part of our value system. And it's something that we're teaching people to get better at every day, but it is not a comfortable place to be. And, uh, and it does definitely chip away at the feeling of belonging and inclusivity. If you feel like I can't tell that person what I really think, um, that's not belonging. That's not being inclusive. And then finally, this kind of goes back into what I was talking about with uh, Chris Shembra's gratitude session. You have to, to lead with gratitude. That is the most important thing. If you can just say, thank you, I really appreciate that idea that you brought, that different point of view that you brought. I appreciate that you challenge me because it makes me a better leader. It makes me better at my job. Approach the hard stuff with gratitude. And it will reframe the way that you think about the team and your teammates. And it will, it will help them reframe it too. It's okay to disagree. It's okay to not have everything be perfect. And it's okay to be in an inclusive team where you feel like you belong. And you don't actually really like everybody on the team. Now, that definitely helps. But if, when you look for the gratitude and look for the good things, instead of always focusing on the bad things and the negative things, it will increase um, um, the inclusivity and the sense of belonging on that team. And then finally, this is something that we just did recently, and I think it helps so much. We created team operating principles. So we went in and said, what is the purpose of this team? And what behaviors and attributes are going to make us successful? And how do we operate as a team? How do we share information? How do we collaborate? How do we give each other feedback? How do we ensure that we are breaking down silos within our teams? How do we create accountability with each other. And everybody knows that this is how we operate as a team. And I think that really helps because then everybody knows what the expectations are and everybody can hold each other accountable. They can hold themselves accountable to this is how we function as a team. This is what makes a really healthy team. And when you have a healthy team where people are holding themselves accountable and each other accountable and are living up to the values that the team has set for themselves and those values are in alignment with the company, it's really easy to create a better sense of belonging and inclusivity. So those are my tips on how to create a more inclusive team. It is not something that just happens naturally. Uh, it is something that takes intention and a leader who's paying attention and who is asking questions and who is modeling that kind of behavior. If you are not connecting with your teammates uh, or the people on your team, it's really gonna be hard to, to do that, to, uh, for them to do that too. If you're not good at getting feedback or receiving feedback, your team isn't going to be too. If you judge and project stereotypes, your team is going to do that too. As a leader, you have to think about these things and you really need to be a good role model and lead by example to create that sense of belonging. All right, those were my tips. Now for my question of the week. Question of the week comes from a fellow YPO mate who says, Carrie, how do you always stay so focused? And I thought about that because I don't know why I'm always so focused. It just is like part of my personality. But then I started to think about like, okay, what is it that I do that allows me to be able to get so many things done in a given day? And, uh, and each of us has our, have our different drives and different attention spans and different ways of coping with stress as we talked about in the last uh, advice from a CEO. But I think that it really comes down to two things. One, I know what I want to achieve and I make sure that my daily and weekly tasks are aligned with that. And then two, 
I write out my daily and my weekly tasks. So I know I have to get these things done. I am a checklist kind of person. I think I mentioned I use Asana. Um, I love it when I click the uh, the button and that I said I, I did a task and the little unicorn or the gnome or whatever flies away. It makes me feel really, I don't know, fulfilled and like I did something. Uh, but that helps. That helps me keep track. I can set deadlines for myself. I can prioritize. These top things have to get done before I do these bottom ones. And that really helps me stay focused. But those tasks are created based on what I want, what my vision is. Like, sure, yes, I have things that I have to get done in a given day, but I also make sure that I'm working on the things that are really important to me, like writing my book. Okay, I wanted to get a book done. It takes focus to write a book, especially when you work full-time and you um, have a family and are raising a nine-year-old boy. So I knew that every weekend I need to set aside three or four hours for myself to write. I need to write in chunks, uh, big chunks of time. I can't do it in small chunks. So I set the schedule with my husband. I'm going to get up early and I'm going to write every single Saturday so I can get my book done. That takes focus. I put it on my Asana board so I can make sure that I was, had it scheduled in. But I also knew that it was in alignment with what I wanted. So that helps me stay focused. And then, of course, saying no to everything else. So that's uh, that's how I do it. And I don't know if that is helpful for all of you. Um, oh, another tip that I gave her when I told her this was um, go into your inbox and flag all the emails that you know that you need to reply, reply to. So I don't answer my, all my emails during the day. I typically do that at the end of the day or first thing in the morning. So I go through and I flag everything that I know that I need to reply to, and that helps so much. So that way I can stay focused on those other things and know that I can go back to my emails without having to just do like the doom scroll of the 100 emails that, uh, that came in or 200 or whatever it is on that given day and have to go, do I need to reply to that one or not? So flag the emails that you know that you need to respond to so that you don't have to feel like you answer them real time in the moment but you know you can go back to it in an easy way. That helps me help will help you stay focused in the moment on the important things that you're doing. So those are my simple tips. Hopefully that is helpful. And uh, that's it for today. So thank you so much for joining. I hope uh, you liked this. If you did, please feel free to write a review, rate, subscribe, especially to my new YouTube channel, uh, share with a friend. I always appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day.